Hey everybody, welcome to the After Amen podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Tanya, and we are excited to have you here for another episode. So we're just going to jump right in. We hope you enjoy. Well. It's a deep subject. (laughs) We're waiting. Hey everybody. (laughs) You know we can't start an episode without that. (laughs) Well, or or maybe I should say, ho, 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 everybody. <laughs> this is releasing on Christmas Day. Yes, it is. Yes. But I think I could think of something better to say than ho, ho, ho. <laughs> maybe something like, oh, man, where do I start? <laughs> For unto us a child is born. No doubt. Um, gosh. How many scriptures could we quote? Um, you know, the angels appearing to the shepherds and saying, uh, do not fear. No, don't worry. That's not the trumpet sounding. <laughs> if you heard that, that is our dryer. It just went off. <laughs> We're in the middle of... Um, doing laundry and getting ready to pack to go to a family Christmas. So, so my apologies for that. <laughs> I forgot it was on. At least y'all know we wear clean clothes. <laughs> but no, back to the point. Um, we are so excited to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Yes. And I don't know about everybody else, but I think every year that goes by, I am more and more thankful um, that the Lord loved us enough to send his son and, um, be that ultimate sacrifice. And man, I'm like, what are we not even two minutes in and I'm getting emotional? What is wrong with me? (laughs) Oh, goodness, y'all. Sometimes it just be like that. It does. It does. It does. Um. Especially when you go to talking about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, lots of great stuff going on. Um, When you listen to this, it will be Christmas Day, hopefully, or it will release on Christmas Day. I don't expect you to listen to the After Amen podcast on Christmas Day. However, we will not discourage you. Um, But... We are, we are praying that everyone listening has a very, very Merry Christmas. Yes. And that you um, have time with your loved ones. Um, time with your family is very precious. And we have just kind of started into a season over the past six weeks or so that has really just... Um, I guess it's probably been about eight weeks, but we've just kind of realized some areas in regards to spending time with our family and making family a priority that we've just needed to come, come up in. And since we've been doing that and making our family a priority, man, God has just blown our minds. Um, And and, and all family is not blood relation. True. True. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, We don't have to 
uh, have the same blood flowing through our veins to no. be family. Even though we do. We, <laughs> we do be, technically have We the got same. the same daddy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so I would just encourage you, enjoy your time with your family. Uh, lean in. Um, I don't know what the next year will bring, but if it passes by as quickly as this year has, man, I want to take advantage of every opportunity I have to to soak in time with the Lord and time with my family. And that's the other thing. This, these last eight weeks specifically, I have been, and I, I think Josh has too, but me personally, I can just speak from personal experience. I have been making my time with God such a priority. And because of that, he's just doing crazy things in my marriage, in my in my family in general, um, you know, in me as a mom, in me yeah. as a wife, um, in me as a child of God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it's crazy how much when you prioritize him, how much everything else just kind of lines up. That's right. So. All right. Well, you ready to dig in? I guess we'll jump into it. <laughs> uh, disclaimer. <laughs> you might want to pause the podcast right where you're at and go either look in your closet and get some steel toe boots or maybe run out to Walmart and buy some steel toe boots and come back and then hit play <laughs> <laughs> because we have decided to dig into the book of James. Yeah. And if you have ever read the book of James, you will know that this book is not one that takes it easy on you. This one does not pat you on the diaper and <laughs> and tell you how good you are. Yeah. Um, which, let's be honest, though, if we really read the Bible for what it says, none of it really oh, does yeah. that. It's, it's going to step not, on your toes. Oh, yeah. And we are not inherently good. Um, you know, so contrary to people's belief, and please don't turn me off, but, <laughs> but I'm going to speak truth. Um, contrary to a lot of people's belief, this Bible was not written to talk about how good you are, to talk about how God is going to just bless you crazily and give you all the riches in the world and and I'm not saying he won't but that's not the purpose of the Bible the purpose of the Bible was to raise us up higher to challenge us to to um perfect our faith and show us how to live and how not to live and what we should do, what we shouldn't do, the commands we're supposed to follow. It's, it's honestly, it's a mirror. We should look into that Bible and see us. And unfortunately, many, many times in my life, I know I look into that Bible and all I see is, ouch. <laughs> I'm not living up to what this word says I should. Yeah. <laughs> um, Very quickly into the book of James. Oh, it'll, yes. It'll hit you pretty hard. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, <clears throat> we don't usually just do a complete study of a book. 
Um, and who knows where we'll go from here. We're going to start on the book of James, not promising we're going to camp out there and stay there for the whole book. Um, this is just, um, this is kind of where I've been in my own personal time with God. And I just kind of felt like it was a perfect time for us to talk about this when we're getting ready to go into a new year and everybody usually takes on that mentality of new year, new me. Well, why not make <laughs> it the right kind of new me, you yeah. know? So, um, well, I guess what we'll do is we'll just start on the, on like introducing the book. Yeah. Um, just jump in wherever you want to, Josh. Okay. Um, so the book of James was written by James, the brother of Jesus. Um, half brother. Well, yes, half brother, of course. <laughs> I think that goes without saying. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> um, um, <clears throat> from what I could tell from studying, um, it was written between... AD 48 and 62, there's not really a definitive point in time, and that's based on a lot of different things um, and indications of what was going on in the book. Um, and <clears throat> just in case you've never read the book of James, it is really centered around our faith and having a faith that works. Um, because if you've studied this word, <laughs> you understand that our faith is not one of, uh, it's not a, it's not a passive faith. Let me put it that way. I'm just trying to think of the right way to word that. Um, it is not a faith that's supposed to just sit back and do nothing. In other words, um, it is a faith that is supposed to work and walk it out and um yeah so uh that's where we're at and that's kind of what the book is about that's a very broad overview um there's going to be um several points in time where we stop and just kind of dig into certain scripture and i'm not promising we won't get two verses in <laughs> before we have to stop um, for this week. But that's the really great thing about the book of James is there's so much meat to dig into. And honestly, if you don't walk away from reading the book of James and be like, oh, yeah. ouch, whoa, that hurt, <laughs> then I think that you probably need to go back and read it again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it definitely hit me, you know, as I was studying today, I, it really hit me pretty hard and uh, made me look at some things Yeah, in a different light. Yeah, and I don't know why. I've tried to do a full study of the book of James multiple times, and I get one or two chapters in, and then I always end up getting distracted by something else because if you don't know me, I have ADD of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and I will jump 
from one thing to the other. Maybe it's not ADD. Maybe it's just God taking me different places, and maybe he just knew I wasn't ready for it. That's it. That's it. He had different plans for you. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go with that one. We're going to go with that one. (laughs) It sounds a lot better than ADD. (laughs) Um, But... I've never been able to finish the book of James, and I am happy to say that in the morning, when I spend my time with the Lord, I will have finished the book of James, which I would have done it this morning, but I'm just going to tell off on myself. My child did not go to school today for his last day of school (laughs) for the Christmas break, which that's not what I'm telling off on myself, but because he did not go to school... I slept in. I did not get up until 30 minutes before I had to leave for work. <laughs> and it didn't help that I didn't work today. Either. Yeah, this was his day off, and that did not help because <laughs> it's hard to get out of bed when he's in bed. So, I don't know. Does it, Do any other wives have that problem? Message me and let me know that I'm not alone. Please, ladies. I was wondering if you were waiting on an answer there. I mean, I'll get answers. Okay. Uh, it, it will be a couple of weeks before I get answers, <laughs> but I'll get answers. <laughs> um, but so in the morning, I will finish the book of James. I'm very proud of that because like I said, and honestly, I really do think it was God just knew I wasn't ready for what it had to say because I've looked at some of these scriptures, especially yes. I think it was yesterday when I read chapter four, man, I was looking at those scriptures like, Lord, burn that out of me, like (laughs) seriously. And two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, whatever, when I was reading it before, one of the many times I probably would have looked at that and be like, well, I know who that applies to, or I know who that applies. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like if you're going through the Bible and you're reading scripture and you're pointing fingers like, Oh, I wish so-and-so would read this or, Oh, I wish so-and-so would read that. Then you probably need to go back and read it. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying not to be ugly, but I'm just telling you what I'm te- I've been telling myself here lately. Yeah. Because there was a time when I read the Bible and, and I'd be reading through some verses and I'd come up on this verse that I was like, ooh, I wish so-and-so could read that. Ooh, they wouldn't have done this or they wouldn't have done that if they'd have read this. And that's and, just not the way we need to read the Bible. And you're doing exactly what James says not to. Ooh, come on now. <laughs> Which is why, why you think I said what I said? <laughs> why you think? Why you think? <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, we're going to get there. Um, But... Um, The purpose of the book of James is to show us what genuine faith really is Um, and help us to realize that there is a cost that is associated with practicing a faith faith that is not genuine. Um, And we just, we have to learn that. and, And unfortunately, sometimes... God has to really stomp on our feet to get us to realize that um, we need to do better, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, one thing my Bible says, and I'm going to read this and then we'll we'll jump into the scripture, but <laughs> it says, James's message speaks especially to those of us who are in, 
And I love how it says those of us because I am definitely in this group and I have been in the past. I'm not, I'm praying I'm not there now, but it says especially to those of us who are inclined to talk our way to heaven instead of walk our way there. Hmm. Hmm. That is so true of so many and I don't want to be that. So I'm I'm going to stay in my word and, and pray that the Lord... Um, nudges me really hard with an elbow to the ribs or something (laughs) if I get to that point again. (laughs) All right. Well, let's jump into chapter one um, and we'll read and we're reading out of the New King James Version and we'll read one verses one through eight. Does that work? Sure. Okay. Do you want to read or you want me to? I'll read. Okay. All right. James, a bondservant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which were scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways." Okay, so I guess let's start out by talking about the word bondservant, um, which is in verse 1, because bondservant actually refers to a slave, Mm -hmm. and it's not a slave in the sense of what we as Americans are so used to hearing. A slave in this sense, is um, is referring to being a a um, dedicated servant. Um, yeah, the uh, Common English Bible actually says a slave of God mm-hmm. and of Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, I want you to understand that 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 right there indicates that his life was dedicated to the service of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> then in verse two, and I quote these scriptures a lot because, especially here lately. I've kind of quoted them to myself multiple times because I've come to the realization that life is not going to get easier. I mean, that people think, well, that's a pessimistic way to look <laughs> at it. But honestly, if your life gets easier, then you're not doing what you need to do for Christ. Yeah. Because John, what is it, John sixteen thirty three? I think it is, tells us that in this life there will be troubles. Well, just him 
writing to the where he says to the twelve tribes which were scattered abroad, talking about mm-hmm. it being easy. That's why they were scattered. Yeah, they were is, being persecuted. Is because they were being persecuted and killed for being Christians. Yeah. So they had to run and go to different places and scattered all around mm-hmm. just so they wouldn't be killed. Yeah. And the very next line, he says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Yeah. I mean, okay, so first of all, let's let's say this. That does not refer to, let's put on a smile and be happy that we're being <laughs> persecuted or put on a smile and we're happy we're going through hard times or, or walking around saying, I'm blessed. Yes, I am. I'm blessed. <laughs> That is not what that means. Count it all joy refers to taking joy and knowing that it's through those trials and it's through those hard times and it's through that persecution that you are growing in Christ. It was hard times, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, American Dream. <laughs> um, But... To be honest, if everything's going just perfect and and is all sunshine and roses, then you're not doing something right. Because if you're doing things right, the enemy is going to come at you because mm-hmm. that is his sole desire is to derail Christians and destroy them. And... The only way he can do that is to wreak havoc in your life and get you distracted. So if you don't have stuff going on, if things aren't hard for you, if you're if everything is just sunshine and roses and you never have a trouble in the world, then examine some things. Yeah. And and I and that's kind of why he was writing to them is to encourage them. Mm-hmm. To stay strong and and face those trials, and allow it to teach you and grow your faith. Yeah, because I'm I'm sure they were going through these trials, you know, and they're just like, oh, it's this is terrible. Why am I mm-hmm. doing this? You know, questioning why am I a Christian? Exactly. And that's why he kind of wrote this letter is just to encourage them mm-hmm. and and tell them, hey, just. Stay strong in your faith. Yeah, and to tell and to and to like you said, encourage them that you know, hey, you're not. It's not the uh, trial itself that you are. You need to be happy about or or take joy in, but it's the it's the outcome that it's going to have on yeah. your spiritual growth that you need to take joy in. Like this is you're you're growing in Christ with every trial that you overcome, mm-hmm. and and that's what he's trying to get them to understand that that yes, we're we're gonna face bad things, we're gonna face hard things, but and to lean on God during those trials, yeah, but but not only are you gonna get through them, and your and your and your spiritual growth will be better for it. But yes, that part right there, you have God to lean on Mm -hmm. and you have the promise of eternity with him, even though it seems bleak right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. And then, um, 
I lost my place. Let me get back. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So before we move on to that, that verse, let me say one thing. I, I said in, when I was talking about the introduction of the book that this book is all about having genuine faith. Well, genuine faith perseveres through trials. It's what gets us through the trials when we have genuine faith. It's when we don't have genuine faith that we fail mm-hmm. and we and we crumble under the pressure and and we don't come out victorious on the other side. Um knowing verse 3 knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience and then it says in verse 4 but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing now again let me clarify something perfect doesn't mean without doing any wrong yeah perfect means mature holy complete um and it's through those those trials and and the things that we go through that he can make us perfect or whole um complete um living living an integrous life um um because the reality of it is and i was watching a video with josh a minute ago on the book of james and i loved how they put it that the reality is we are fractured and inconsistent. Mm -hmm. But through faith and through Jesus, that's how we are made whole. And that's how we have integrity. That's how we have honor and, and the, and the, anything good that we have is through him. Um, you have anything on that you wanted to share? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so verse five, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. Um, you know, without reproach. One thing I got out of that is that he is not constantly reminding us of how unworthy we are. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not um, mocking or ridiculing or scolding us for for um, what we do wrong. He is he is um, willing to give us what we ask for. Was it Matthew seven? I think. I'd have to go back and look, but um, I think Matthew 7, I know it says, you know, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you, but there's another scripture and it may not be Matthew 7, I'd have to go back and find it, but there's a scripture that says, you have not because you ask not. Mm-hmm. And that's what James is saying. If any of you lacks wisdom, 
Let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But also understand that when you ask God, (laughs) he may give you what you ask for, but it may not be the way that you think it should look. Yeah. He's going to do it his way. Oh, nine times out of ten, it's not going to be the way you <laughs> exactly. envisioned it. And For sure. And I think a lot of people don't like the answer they get because mm-hmm. it's God's answer yeah, and not what they wanted. Yeah. That's so true. Um, but as long as we're asking in faith, because see, and that's another thing, like we, we, go to asking God for things sometimes and then and then the next thing out of our mouth is like well I know he's not going to do it but I'll mm. ask him anyway like that you shouldn't is, even ask in the yeah, first place yeah you shouldn't have wasted you'll never get that breath back <laughs> that you just wasted asking yep. for something that you don't believe you're going to get I mean I don't do the whole name it claim it blab it grab it mess but I am a firm believer that the word of God says you don't have it because you don't ask for it. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to ask God for something, we need to have faith that he's going to give us what his will is. Let me rephrase that. His period will period. (laughs) Because... So many times we're so busy. Oh, how do I say this without? Because I don't want to offend anybody. But but I do want to tell you the truth. So many times we're so busy dictating what we feel like God's will is. Yeah. That we're not sitting back and saying, Lord, this is what I want to see happen. But what I really want and need is your will to be done. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I would love for your body to be whole and you not to have another moment of pain in your back. I would love for that to happen. That's what I want. But ultimately what I want is God's will. Yeah. And if it's not God's will right now for you to be healed, one day your body will be whole. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) When we get to heaven, there is no more pain. Absolutely. But this side of heaven, I would love for you to experience that too. Yeah. I'm not saying that's not God's will. I don't know what his will is, but what I want is his will. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to ever step out of his will again. Absolutely. I've made some decisions and ignored some promptings in my heart over the years. And now that I've realized that and become more sensitive to those promptings, you know, I was in my prayer time the other day and I I was like, God, I don't ever, ever, ever want to ignore something you tell me again just because it's not what I want to do or it's not comfortable. I don't know why we went down that road, but that was a little (laughs) off subject, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Verse six 
confirms exactly what we just said, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You know, James uses that double-minded term a couple of times in this book. And I really got to thinking about that. Like, how many times have I asked for something but not really thought that God was going to give it to me? And how double-minded is that? I mean, you think about that word, Mm double-minded, of two minds. Yeah. You know, on one hand, you, you know God can do everything and anything he wants to. And anything that's within his will, he can do. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to turn my Christmas tree purple right now, he could turn my <laughs> Christmas tree purple. I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, but you know what I mean. Yeah. He can. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, asking for something and knowing he can, but not believing he will. Yeah. That is... That's, I mean, I, you know, when you, when you have a mentality and a mindset like that, I see exactly what he's talking about, about like being like a wave of the sea, like mm-hmm. one minute you're this and one minute you're that and one minute you think this and one minute you think that. And there's nothing, you know, how do I word it? Like. I'm not saying that our beliefs don't change over time because the more faith we have in the Lord, the more he reveals things out of his word that we didn't see before. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So there are times when we can look at the scripture and I've done it. Here lately, I've done it a lot. Yeah. And I've looked at the scripture and been like, oh, that's not how I read that six months ago. (laughs) But to be honest, we've got to, we need to go to this word, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Every time we go to this word, we need to pray that God would use this word And the Holy Spirit would illuminate the words on the page and just speak to our hearts in the way it's supposed to. Because so many times I went to the scripture and I just read it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I I feel like, like you said, you know, you read it one time and you read it again and it's something totally different. Yeah. I think the different seasons that we go through, I think, sometimes we're not ready for what God Mm -hmm. has to say. So he doesn't let us have that full understanding of what's, what's actually meant there until we're ready for it. Well, it's just like I told you, I've tried how many times to read this book. Yeah. Yeah. And God's never allowed me to finish it for one reason or another. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I use the excuse that I have ADD of the Bible, but the reality is I'm, I'm a hundred percent positive that, God didn't allow me to because he would, he knew I would look at it as like, ooh, that's a, 
ooh, that's a nasty book. I'm not going back and reading that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm the type of person that I like things that challenge me. And this book is challenging. Oh, yeah. And it makes me want to be better. And I, I think we have to be careful to not just, oh, it's that time to read the Bible, you know. Oh, and yeah. just reading words on a page. Yeah. And because I think we can get to that point, you know, where, you know, <sighs> yes. it's just my time to read today. You know, yeah. let me get it over with. I'm definitely guilty of that. Yeah. So many times guilty of that. And I, you know, I wish, I wish I could say that, <laughs> that I don't do that anymore. But the reality is, I think we all do that at times. Yeah. Now. I am way more sensitive to to what the Lord's trying to say to me. And I'm just finding more and more in this season of life that I would rather, just like the book of James, I would rather sit and read the same six verses or seven verses or whatever. Um three or four times until I really get what it's saying, then mm -hmm. I had complete a chapter. Yeah. You know, I used to be so hung up on, okay, well, I'm going to read the Proverbs because if you read one proverb a day, you can finish it in 30 days or 31 days or in a month, whatever. And then I'm going to read five Psalms a day. And if I read five Psalms a day, I'll be done with it in a month or whatever. It should be more about quality, not quantity. Yes. And it took me a long time to realize that because yeah. there would be times I would read through a whole chapter of Proverbs and I'd be like, what did that say? Yeah. Because I don't know. So one thing in my study of the book of James is that they compare James to the Proverbs of the New Testament. And that's true. Mm -hmm. I I'll say that that's true. Because the book of Proverbs, if you're not careful and you don't read that carefully, it can just become a bunch of words on a page. Mm -hmm. Because it is deep. Oh, yeah. And that's the way James is. Like, I would highly encourage you that if you're going to read the book of James with us, that's why we're not going to rush through this. We've literally gotten through <laughs> eight verses, and we haven't even really fully discussed all of it. And it's been 38 minutes. <laughs> so if you only have 30 minutes to spend with God, don't think that you're going to get through a whole chapter of James and really get everything that it says. Yeah. I don't care how you speed read. There's something you're going to miss if you're not careful. Oh, yeah. So the key is you've when you start studying Scripture, and it doesn't matter if it's the book of James, book of Matthew, the book of Micah, whatever book it is, you need to really dig into it. Like I just finished... Um, um, well, no, I just finished another book, but like about a month ago, I just finished the book of Zechariah. It took me about three months to get through that book <laughs> because I was having to go back and read it again and read it again. I'd be like, what did that mean? And to be honest, all of my studying of the book of Zechariah a lot of the scholars don't know what everything meant. Yeah. But when you look at those books and you really just 
dig into them. And if you take time, God will reveal certain things to you through the scripture. And he'll challenge you. Um, And if he's not speaking to you about something you need to get better in through that book, go back and read it some more. (laughs) Because he will. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think we have time for a couple more verses. Um, you want to read verses nine through what is it, 12? No, nine and nine through 11. Nine through 11. Yeah, okay. Um, let the lowly brother glory in his ex- exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower of the field. He will pass away, for no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than it withers the grass, its flower falls, and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man will also also will fade away in his pursuits. Yeah. So, you know, we live in a very materialistic world. And so for us, we don't understand very well in our society that having things and money, nice cars, nice houses, whatever, don't make us who we are. In our society today, you're known for what you drive, what you wear, um, how much you spend on your hair, how much you spend on your nails, um, what kind of house you have, what neighborhood you live in, um, what kind of clothes you wear. We're, we're known for those things and that determines who we are. Um, I will be honest with you. We need to be careful as Christ followers. Mm-hmm. When we talk about financial prosperity. Yeah. Because we give the world this false hope that just because you're a Christian and just because you give and just because you do this you're going to have all this financial wealth. And I'm sorry, that's just not the reality of it. Yeah. It's not. And I'm not the only one. I know some others that have struggled and been a Christ follower and gave Mm-hmm. and still struggled. Yeah. <laughs> We're not the only ones that have been through that. That's right. But one thing I've learned is that the more you have, the easier it is to trust you and not God. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's in the times that you don't have, and you don't have any other choice but to trust God. That you realize, oh, 
he is going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And and I think that goes back to those those trials that 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 he talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to test you in those hard times. Yep. Don't make me go back dusty roads. <laughs> and he's going to he's going to test you during those hard, those hard times. Yeah. To see what kind of faith you have in him. Yep. To see how you handle those situations. Mm-hmm. And then he may give you a little more. And he's yeah. going to test you there. He's not going to just dump it all in your lap to start off with. Mm-hmm. No, and you know, I think what we don't realize is that how we respond in times of trial depicts our true character mm-hmm. and who we are. Yep. And, you know, I'm not saying that having things is wrong. But all of that stuff is temporary. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like it says here in uh, in verses 9 and 10, kind of the way I look at it is, we all put our pants on one leg at a time. Yep. And in the end, we're all going to die. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what James is talking about here. Mm-hmm. In the end, it don't matter if you're rich or poor. You're going six feet down. Mm-hmm. This world is temporary. Exactly. The things of this world, your house, your car, your money, uh, your clothing, it's all temporary. And none of that going to heaven with you. No. And it ain't going to hell with you. Mm-mm. No, absolutely not. And the reality of it is, if you're too busy, worried about these worldly things, and your focus is not on Jesus, and you think, oh, I've got tomorrow to worry about Jesus, or I can think about him next week. It's a very dangerous ground to be on. Mm-hmm. I'd ra- I'm going to be honest with you. Promised. I'll be honest with you. I would much rather have nothing material and nothing worldly and nothing on this earth and have all of Jesus than I had all the riches of this world and none of Jesus. Yep. In a minute, I would. And I know all, well, all Christians say that. Well, all Christians can say it if they want to, but I'm telling you, I've been through the times when I've had everything going my way on the worldly side and had none of Jesus. And I know what it brought me. Mm-hmm. Nothing but heartache in the end. Nothing but strife and constant feeling like I had to do better and do better and do better and do better to move up in the world, up in the world, up in the world. Yeah. Has God blessed me with with things? Sure he has. But I don't live my life and I'm not going to and by the grace of God, Lord help me never to. I don't want to ever get to a point where I'm living my life every day wanting more material and not more of Jesus. Yeah. Because if you got Jesus, that's all you need. And he's going to give you everything that you need. 
You know that song that says, take this world and give me Jesus? Mm -hmm. Man, I love that song. I was actually sitting here thinking about that when you said that. Oh, man, I love that song. It's so true. Like, you can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. I'll take him any day over. I I live in a tent. I live in a box. Just give me Jesus. Because if I've got him... The reality is the Bible says that he supplies all our needs according to his riches. But that's the thing is he knows what we need. Mm -hmm. We don't get to tell him what we need. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so many times we, we get, that confused we we think that it's our job to tell him what we need and the reality is he knows exactly what we need Mm -hmm. if you would have told me and so many of our needs are actually wants oh for sure i'd be willing to (laughs) suffice it to say 99 percent yeah but i remember a time thinking you know, I need a new car. I need this. And I've got, and this hasn't been that long ago. So let me just let y'all in on a little secret. I'm still learning. Yeah. But like recently, I, I've, in the like last six months, I've had times where I'd be like, oh, I need a new car. This is wrong with it. And, the locks don't work. The windows messed up. This, that, and the other. And, you know, the Lord, I just, I didn't really pray about it. I just started getting in my flesh about it. And being like, I'm going to get online and see, you know, what I can find. And man, why does everything have to be so expensive? Well, I could just do this or, you know, I could try to sell my truck outright or, you know, all these things going through my head. And the Lord just kind of spoke to me one day and was like, do the wheels turn? When you turn the ignition, does it crank up? Does it heat? Does it cool? Does it do all the things that you need a vehicle to do? And I was like, yes, Lord, it does. (laughs) And I remember like that day, I don't even remember if we were having the conversation or whatever, but I was like, you know what? I don't need a new car. Yeah. I have what I need. And until God says different, I'm going to drive it until the wheels fall (laughs) off. You know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that to say I'm perfect because there are times, like I just told you, I go through periods where I'm just like, oh, I need this or I need that or, or God, why can't I have this? I see so-and-so got a, a new house or got new floors put in her house or what, you know. But the reality of it is he knows what you need and when you need it. Mm-hmm. And if we'll just lean into him and if we'll just realize that it's through the trials, through the hard times, through the temptations, through the, through the, through the difficulties, that if we'll lean on Jesus, He will perfect our faith. Yep. 
And he will build it and take us from that fractured and inconsistent person that we really and truly are to a whole and complete person full of integrity and character. And, but it takes us letting go of flesh. And to be honest with you, this whole book is going to challenge you to crucify your flesh. Oh, absolutely. Put it on the cross nail it and then when it gets down put it back up there and yep. nail it again and then when it gets down again put it back up there and nail yep. it again you gonna have to find some different holes to nail it <laughs> with because they gonna get worn out because yep. <laughs> you're gonna be crucifying your flesh a lot yep. <laughs> i hope we hadn't been too rough <laughs> but i really don't care if we have because it's true it and it's straight from the yet. word huh it ain't even got rough yet oh i know i know <laughs> So I'm not going to apologize. I do hope you hear our hearts, though. Yeah. Because, you know, we we don't want to... We're not Bertha better than you or, you know, holier than thou or anything like that. We just We just want you to hear our hearts and what the Lord is speaking to us through reading this book, honestly, because that's... Yeah. I told somebody the other day that (laughs) when we sit down and record these podcasts, we just set up a mic and hit record and we do the same thing that we do sitting around this house all the time. Yeah. And that's just discuss the word of God. Yep. And that's why you'll hear a lot of times, especially with me, (laughs) I'll stop in the middle of what I'm saying and be like, okay, Lord, I gotta, (laughs) I gotta word this right because You know, I am sensitive to the fact that this is going out on the airwaves and other people are hearing it. And I do want y'all to understand that we're still learning as well. Oh, oh yeah. God's still revealing things to us through his word every day. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, if anything, don't get mad at us. Pray with us. Yeah. Pray that God, if we say something wrong, pray that God will reveal that to us. Yeah. And I'm not above apologizing. Exactly. (laughs) And if we say something wrong, send us an email. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we'll pray about it and ask God about it and seek God about it. Um, I don't ever want to lead anyone astray and I'm not above being corrected yeah so just you know like i said just hear our hearts we love you all um i'm so excited to celebrate christmas with my family (laughs) i know right um and then new year's weekend (laughs) we're gonna be with some other family lots of good stuff man yep this is just a season of good stuff. <laughs> not that every season's not full of good stuff, but man, God's been doing some stuff. Yes, he has. All right. Are we going to pray? Sure. Okay. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord, and we just pray that that you use this podcast to speak to those that need to hear your word, Father. Jesus. And Father, just Use us as your vessels, Lord, Mm -hmm. to speak to those and to get your word out, Father. 
Father, we thank you for everything that you've done in this, Lord. We thank you for everything that you're going to do, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the After Amen podcast. We would like to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at After Amen Podcast, or you can send us an email at afteramenpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Thanks for joining us.